Thank you. Um, I'm going to be taking you to the book of John, chapter, chapter 1, and I want to speak on the subject of you are the reason for this season. Please turn to the person next to you, put your arm around them, and say, you are the reason for this season. Amen. Some of you know that I work, uh, my other job, I work with people who have developmental disabilities. Uh, some people have uh, Down syndrome, some people have autism, some people have epilepsy, um, some people have cerebral palsy. And my job is to train instructors who can go to these people and teach them skills like going to college, getting a job, uh, learning how to take the bus. So, and last Thursday, I was talking to this mom and about her son who, who is blind. And he's 10 years old. Uh, he's full of life, but he's blind. He, he can't see. Uh, and I usually visit this young kid once a week and I play videos on my cell phone with him and I sing and, and I move his arms and he gets so happy, uh, you know, when I show up and, and I work with him. So I work with 40 families that each one of them has a kid who has a disability. And this Thursday, uh, when I went to this home, I was visiting uh, this mom of this young kid that I work with, and she was very happy, and you know that I was there, and she was telling me the story of one of her friends, who is married, has three kids, and she said, my friend, her daughter, she's 18 years old, she started to suffer from cancer at the age of 11. Now my, her daughter is 18. About two months ago, the doctor told this family, stop everything you're doing because this young girl is going to die. There's no hope. There's nothing that can be done. This cancer is terminal. And when she was 11 years old, she, was, she had a surgery. They removed members of her body because they were obviously already infected. So now the cancer is all over her body. And this lady was telling me about this lady's daughter that she has 100% conscience of what's happening around in her life, but her body is about to, to end. And she said... She knows she's going to die in the next two weeks. And this is the worst Christmas time for this family. And the only thing they're doing is when they wake up, they go to her, they put makeup on her. Because she says that she wants to die as soon as possible, but she wants to die pretty. So I told this mom, 
does this family have anybody who can pray for them? And she said, no, that I know of. So I told this mom, please talk to this family and tell them that I am willing to go and pray for them as a family because they need to know that God cares. They need to know that God cares. So I'm waiting for that phone call uh, for this week so that I can go. So I, I might call one of you so that you can go with me and pray for this family who they don't go to church, they don't have a priest, they don't have a pastor, but they need to know that there is hope. And that made me think, you know, this week about the real meaning of Christmas. Uh, yes, we do say, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, uh, Jesus is the reason for every day. But from God's perspective, you are the reason for the season. You are the reason why this is celebrated. Because God decided that your life matters so much that he sent his son so that he would walk among human beings and he will take the ultimate price that you and I were supposed to pay for our sins and for being distant from God so that you would have hope. So I want to share with you a scripture from the book of John chapter 1. And I want to share with you three points about this scripture that I hope will encourage you, that you will take with you, and that you will think about those things uh, not just during this season, but every single day of your life. So the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word. That letter word, if you notice, it's in capital letter. It's referring to, to God. It's referring to Jesus. And the word, or Jesus, was with God. And the word, or Jesus, was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him, in Jesus, in him was life. That life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, talking about John the Baptist. He came only as a witness to the light who was Jesus. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. Jesus was in the world. And through the world was made through him. Although the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. He came for the people of Israel. But his own did not receive him. The people of Israel did not receive Jesus. Yet, verse 12, to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Almighty God, we bless, Lord God, this time. And I pray, Lord God, that today you open our hearts and our minds to, to you and to believe 100% that as children of yours, 
you gave us a right, Lord God, and you gave us permission to receive all these blessings from you and to receive that hope, to receive that light into our lives when things do not go well in our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So one of the first things that I like um, about this scripture is the understanding of God that John had about Jesus. I think that in order for us to, to have a good relationship with God, we may not be able to understand God 100% because even the Bible says that the way God sees him, sees the world, the way God sees things is not the same way we see things. When you take an airplane, you know that, especially if you fly out of Los Angeles airport, you know that the city of Los Angeles is beautiful, right? Well, certain parts are not so, so, so beautiful, but mostly it is beautiful. But when you fly out of the airport and you start going up in the air, and if you have the opportunity to get a, 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 a seat next to, next to the window, you will notice like a different perspective comes to life in your mind when you start seeing the beauty of the neighborhoods, the structure, the houses, uh, little lakes, uh, the freeways, the beach, the people, the cars. It is a perspective that you are not able to see when you are just driving right here in the community. And the book of John talks to us about the understanding of God. In the beginning was the word. Jesus uh, was the creator of, of all things. All things were created by him. And he says he was with God and he was God. Jesus himself was God. And he says that without him, nothing would have been created. In him was life and that light and that life was the light of all mankind. So Jesus, he became the light in the midst of us so that in this world full of darkness, we will have hope. We will have hope that there's a, there's a better future for us. We will have hope that even though we may be going through struggles, Jesus has the power to help us and give us the strength to navigate through this life successfully, even though we may experience pain in the beginning. We were far away from God because of our sins and because of our mistakes and because of our decisions and choices. We have decided as human beings to abandon God but God himself became Jesus and he came into the world so that we will have an opportunity to respond back to that relationship and be able to have salvation be accessible to us. You know, it is so nice to be loved by someone. It is so nice. I even feel good when somebody likes me. I remember, you know, when, when I was a young kid, um, maybe 14 years old, I got this love letter, you know, on my desk. And um, it was a paper, you know, that somebody left right there with a little heart. And um, I, I never received anything like that. So I went to that little letter, I opened it, and it said, Franklin, I like you so much. If you want to be my boyfriend, please wait for me at the... At, at the, the exit of the school, you know, when we leave. 
And I got so nervous, you know. But inside of me, I was so happy because I was like, somebody likes me. Wow, finally. And that day, I got the, the love letter and I went to the exit and nobody showed up, you know. But I later on find out, you know, that, you know, the person was shy, so she didn't make it and blah, blah. Nothing happened. But you know what? I was so excited and so happy that, wow, somebody liked me. It feels so good when you realize that somebody loves you and likes you. And sometimes we get caught up in the celebration of the season and we don't realize how much God has paid the price so that you and I will have the opportunity to have a relationship with him. You did not do anything, not even good uh, or or bad, it, it was just God reaching out to you before you were even born. Jesus died on the cross. He was born um, and he grew up, you know, uh, in, in the middle of human beings as a God, walked like a God and as a human so that you and I would have an opportunity to get to know him. So I want you to understand this morning, number one is that Jesus Christ wants to have a very good relationship with you. This is the reason. You are the reason for this season. You are the reason why Jesus was born. You are the reason why Jesus grew up in the middle of human beings. You are the reason why Jesus Christ died in the cross so that you would have that opportunity to have a relationship with him because he is the light. One of the things that I also like about this scripture, it says that in verse 6, that there was a man uh, sent from God that was John the Baptist. Because remember, when Jesus came, nobody knew about, you know, the coming of the Messiah. So God used John the Baptist to prepare the way and to introduce Jesus into the world. And then later on, uh, in verse 9, he says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Life sometimes can be a little confusing. Yesterday, I was getting a lot of uh, messages, you know, from this app that I have that gives local news of local cities. And there was a lot of people, you know, panicking and, and because, you know, the uh, Santa Anita Mall was without electricity, you know, for like three or four hours. And, and people didn't know if, if the people in the stores, you know, were coming out with purchased clothes or, or, or I don't know. And there was confusion and there was traffic. People couldn't get out of the mall. And it's a chaos when, when there is not electricity, when there's not life. And our lives sometimes can become the same way. When the light of the world, which is Jesus, is not in us, we may experience a lot of confusion. We may experience a lot of things that will be hard to overcome in our lives. But the good news is that it says that in verse 9 that the true light came to us. And he says that he came into the world and he came to give us light. He came to give us understanding. This is the reason why we're here. Because as human beings, there was no hope. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't decide anything about our lives. But Christ decided to come and start this beautiful light called the gospel of Jesus and bring those good news so that you and I would have access to salvation. And that is the reason why you are here. That is the reason why, you know, we celebrate Easter. 
Easter. That is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. That is the reason we meet on Sundays. That is the reason, you know, we have a life group because we want to keep that light alive. We want to continue, you know, reaching out to people. There's another verse that I love so much. Verse 12, verse uh, 11 says that he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Please understand that the Bible says that the Jews, the Israelites in Israel, Israel, they're still waiting for the Messiah. They have to prophetically, they have to reject the Messiah, Jesus, so that he will die on the cross. And we, who were not a part of that people, will have access to God. So verse 11 says that he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, I heard some people uh, said this comment, and I don't want you to take it, you know, offensively if you think differently. But some people say, oh, we are all children of God. Everybody is a child of God. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. Uh, verse 11 and verse 12 said, verse 12 says, yet to all who did receive him, in order to be a child, you have to receive Christ into your life. Open your heart and said, God, I want you in my life. I want to start having a relationship with you. I want to make a commitment to follow you. And then verse uh, 12 continues to say, those who believe in his name and receive. So there's two conditions right there. First, you have to receive it in your heart. And then you have to believe in him. See that it's very curious for me that this verse that we're reading if you read verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, the word believe doesn't come before receive. The word receive comes before believe. And there's a reason for that. Because sometimes when we are in the beginning stages of our relationship with God, we may not understand who God is. We just have that little understanding that, yes, God is real, and yes, I need God, but you may not completely understand it. You may not completely know him yet, but when you receive him, you will start that process of getting to know who God is and how much God cares for you. And there's two more lines in this verse that I really, really love because he says, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God so you become a child of God when you receive him in your life and when you believe in him if you don't believe in him and if you haven't received him then you need to come to that so that you can become a child of God but these two lines you know at the end said that those who believe in his name he gave the right to become the children of God you know as I was reading this scripture I was remembering one time when I think I was four years old. My dad is a pastor. And he's very uh, short, maybe like about this height. And he's also very skinny. And he's very brave. One time when I was a little kid, 
we went downtown, and he gave me change, and I had change in my hands. And my dad is the type of person that he reads the newspaper every single day from, like, the first page to the last. And he was purchasing the newspaper on my right-hand side, and I came as a little kid. I walked away from him because I saw him going to purchase the newspaper. I walked away from him, and I sat down in the sidewalk, and I started to see the change that I had on my hands. And all of a sudden, uh, this drunk person looked like a homeless. He came to me, and he pushed me. And, and, and hit me to take away the change that I had on my hand. And I remember that he yelled and he said, give me that money. And me being four years old, I was so scared that that happened to me. And when I lay down on the sidewalk, because I didn't know how to respond, and the change that I had on my hands, you know, flew away because he hit my hand all of a sudden, I see my, my dad like if he was a Superman flying with, have you seen those, those kicks in martial arts, you know, when they go like that? And the kick that my dad gave to this man was so strong that it made me laugh in the instant, you know, when that happened. And my father said, leave my kid alone. I never seen my dad, you know, react like that. And I was so impressed by that because I learned two things. I learned that as a kid, when I walk away from my father, I experience more danger when I walk away from my father. And number two... When I was in danger, my father didn't care what were the consequences. He didn't care whether the man was going to beat him up at the end. He cared that his child was in danger and he went to defend me and to rescue me because I matter to him. And in the eyes of God, when you become a child of God through the right that Jesus gave you from him being born and then being crucified on the cross, you become a part of this big, big, big family in which the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are close to you. They are in you. And whatever you work in life, whether you are having success or you, you've having a really rough time in your life, you know that God is there in the midst of your situation and God will rescue you. He will help you. He will give you hope. He will enlighten your life so that you can overcome whatever you are going through in your life. It doesn't mean that you will not experience pain. It doesn't mean that sometimes you're not going to lose it means that when you go through difficult times in life, God will be present. He will give you the strength. And that is the reason why Jesus Christ came into the world. I want to encourage you, this 2020, you know, that is coming up. Make getting to know God a priority of yours. Getting to know Jesus more. Some of you, I know, you've been a Christian, you know, for like so many years and you probably say, oh, man, I've read the Bible seven times, and, 
maybe you even pray more than I pray, but getting to know Christ never stops. But today I want you to know that you are the reason for this season. The season is Jesus was born. He decided to come so that he would fly with that kick. Kick the enemy who is always trying to distract you and destroy your life so that you can be in a position where you experience the fullness of having a relationship with God. I don't know where you are today. Um, a lot of people, you know, get very um, lonely, you know, for Christmas. They get very um, just experience, you know, sadness because maybe they can't give presents to everybody. And maybe just like this girl, you know, from Pico Rivera, this is probably going to be her last Christmas. But I want you to know that the reason for Christmas is for you to experience salvation. Please, today, no matter where you are, if you have never received Jesus in your life, this is the best Christmas gift you can give to God, is to open your heart and say, God, I accept you and I believe in you. I want to be a part of this family. And give that Christmas to your, gift to yourself, the gift of salvation. So I want us to pray a salvation prayer today. If you have never received Jesus in your life, today is the opportunity for you to do it. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you have never received Jesus in your life, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And then we're going to pray to end the message. Okay, let, let's all close our eyes. If you want to receive Jesus, please repeat after me. And say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. And I thank you for coming into the world and dying for me on the cross. Today, I open up the doors of my heart and I invite you to come in and live in me. I accept you and I receive you as my only and true Savior and God of my life. I ask you, Lord, to please help me do your will and get to know you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's all pray. Father God, we come before you again and we thank you for being born, Lord God, from, from a human being, from Virgin Mary. And for taking, Lord God, that painful experience so that we could experience salvation. Lord, I pray for anybody here who might not have such a great Christmas. I pray, Lord God, right now that, that they will understand that this gift of salvation is the best gift we can receive in life. And not only that, Lord, but the benefits of being a part of your family, that you will give us the strength, you will give us the hope that we need so that we can face any negative situation that we go through in life. Lord, I want to pray for this young girl in Pico Rivera. Lord, my desire, my wish is that you heal her completely. But I pray, Lord God, that 
if that is not going to happen, I pray that you give her hope in the name of Jesus and that you will strengthen the family, give them the hope and the, the strength that through this situation they can see that you are there in the middle and that you understand their pain and their loss. But I pray right now for hope. I pray, Lord God, that Jesus can come to this family and bring the best gift of Christmas is salvation. We pray for that, Lord God, and, and I thank you for this church. I thank you for Agape. I thank you, Lord God, for every single member of this church. We're not perfect, Lord, but we love you. And we want people to know you in this community. Thank you, Lord God, for just for the efforts that everybody makes to make that a reality. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand.